हेलो एंड वेलकम टू न्यूज वॉरियर माय वीकली पॉडकास्ट ऑन भारत शक्ति डॉट इन दिस वीक आई एम गोन टू टॉक अबाउट द टाइम व्हेन इंडिया डिसाइडेड दैट इवेंचुअली एन आर्म्ड इंटरवेंशन इनटू ईस्ट पाकिस्तान वुड बी नीडेड गिवन द प्रेशर्स दैट आर देयर ऑन द इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर एंड द रिसोर्सेस दैट इंडिया हैड एट दैट पॉइंट इन टाइम इन नाइनटीन सेवेंटी वन by now all of you are familiar with the story of operation searchlight and the crackdown by east pakistan army or the pakistani army in east pakistan on 26th of march 1971 when awami league leaders were arrested sheikh mujibur rahman was arrested and taken to west pakistan and of course a massacre ensued in fact it was a genocide not only a small massacre all that story is familiar to all of you who watch strat news global and of course simply nitin but subsequently when top leaders of awami league fled to india and were received by the border security force in april 1971 they decided that they wanted to form a government a provisional government in exile so on 10th april 1971 the top leaders of the awami league except for sheikh mujibur rahman who was under custody formed a government in exile and formally declared the government on 17th or installed the government on 17th april in village bhaberpura in west bengal that was the beginning of what is called the independence struggle of bangladesh india of course was facing other issues uh, with what was happening in east pakistan first of course the crackdown was uh, worrying because it forced many bangladeshis to flee Uh, what was then east pakistan many bengalis uh, i must say to flee and come into indian states of west bengal tripura meghalaya assam all those places now it was a trickle initially maybe about 60000 people came then 80000 people came it eventually became almost 1 lakh people every day coming into the eastern part of india finally by about june which is this month that we are speaking in india was hosting nearly 70 lakh bengalis both hindus and muslims in these border states bordering east pakistan now bangladesh that number was to eventually go up to about 1 crore 1 crore people living out in the open makeshift camps bad conditions monsoons heavy monsoons creating bad hygienic conditions where people were dying of cholera of malaria of all the diseases that one can think of lack of drinking water because after all you can't host 1 crore people suddenly the states didn't have the capacity for instance tripura had a population of 15 lakh at that time and 9 lakh people entered tripura from east pakistan now this was putting pressure on india as a whole and of course the states remember india was not a rich country uh, at that time it was still uh, a poor country a developing country trying to come to grips with the challenges of feeding its own population its own people and of course there was to be droughts and famines in india at that point in time so the burden was increasing every day then there were skirmishes that were happening on the border between what was called the freedom fighters of east pakistan or bengali freedom fighters who were a ragtag army which needed to be now organized into a force that could be impactful it could be creating some problems for the pakistanis that is when prime minister indira gandhi R N Kao of the Research and Analysis Wing 
P.N. Haksar, who was uh, Indira Gandhi's principal secretary, and the uh, Indian Army took matters in their own hand and decided that they will now create a Mukti Bahini. There was a Mukti Bahini already, but a Mukti Bahini which was professional, which was trained to go and uh, carry out acts of sabotage, subterfuge, and uh, demolition of bridges, maybe some assets, some uh, attacks on Pakistani uh, installations and forces and posts inside East Pakistan, so that Pakistanis would be harassed. And eventually, when war or uh, offensive would be launched by India, that date was not yet decided, remember? But it was inevitable by June 1971 that there will be an armed intervention by India because of the problems that I mentioned. Now, how does a nation get into that kind of an act of an offensive in a third country where India has a stake all right, but had no real strength inside East Pakistan? So Mukti Bahini and Mujib Bahini were created. RNAW's uh, SFF, the Special Frontier Force, headed by Major General S.S. Uban, was entrusted with training almost 6,000 fighters of Mukti Bahini into acts of sabotage, in uh, bomb-making, in uh, intercepting Pakistani patrols, harassing them, or even uh, recognizing the aircraft uh, of both the countries, of India and Pakistan, eventually, which will come in handy. There were special operations planned. And that operation uh, was called Operation X, where former Bengali naval personnel in the Pakistani Navy were trained to go to ports like Mongla, Chittagong, and carry out acts of sabotage against ships, both civilian ships and Pakistani naval ships coming into East Pakistan, so that no help would come to East Pakistan from West Pakistan. Remember, they are separated by this landmass of India, the two wings of West and East Pakistan. So they were created and that operation was called Operation X. It was a daring operation. There's a book written by my friend Sandeep Unlithan uh, about that operation called Operation X. It's a fascinating account of how this was put together. Do read this, but there is much more to uh, Operation X than what I'm telling you. Then, of course, you have uh, my own book, uh, Arankao's biography, rather, Gentleman Spy Master, which details the role of uh, Arankao, Shankaran Nair, S.S. Oban, who was a major general, and P.N. Banerjee, the most crucial man in the entire operation. P.N. Banerjee or Nath Babu, who was liaisoning with the political leadership of Awami League or Bangladesh, eventually the government that was created, and knew exactly who stood where and what needed to be done. He was the points person for the Bangladeshi government in exile with the government of India. He was the one who was giving crucial inputs. So all of these people put together realized that eventually India will have to launch an offensive into East Pakistan. But before that, they wanted to soften the uh, or sort of weaken the East Pakistani establishment uh, led by Lieutenant General A.A.K. Niazi, who was the Eastern Army commander of Pakistan that time. And by doing that, what they were doing is basically creating obstacles for the Pakistani military stationed in East Pakistan. They were trying to cut, up, cut their aid off coming from West Pakistan. They were uh, demolishing bridges and installations and wireless stations and radio stations and ammunition dumps. So all this was done in a very well-coordinated manner which was entrusted to the RNAW 
and of course the man arun kao who was a confidant of uh, mrs gandhi as well as p n haksar this is the beginning of that planning of the indian army the rnaw the uh, political establishment and uh, the prime minister's office that is indira gandhi's office which created this structure to eventually launch the offensive on 3rd december 1971 of which you are also familiar because i have spoken about it a number of times how india won that war in 13 days flat where all three forces played a big role but this was the month when the uh, realization dawned on the indian government that this will be needed so finally one more thing was done perception management that one talks about in today's world how social media plays a big role how it's a, a domain the fifth domain of warfare was also employed by india at that point in time indian government rnaw indian army ensured that western reporters western media reporters were smuggled into east pakistan were facilitated to show the atrocities of the east pakistani army on the uh, civilian bengalis which created a big impact in the west and eventually allowed india to justify the armed intervention in december now there there are these famous reports by sydney shanberg in uh, march uh, then there is the biggest impact was by anthony mascarenas who was a karachi based reporter who wrote a, a piece called uh, genocide single word in the london times which created the maximum impact and eventually uncovered the scale and scope of the atrocities of the east pakistani army on the bengalis that of course softened the or sort of weakened the east pakistani case or the pakistani case when the world opinion went against them and then india was eventually would launch this offensive into east pakistan and of course win the war and create help create uh, bangladesh which is now a vibrant country one of the asian tigers doing very well economically 50 years after it was created in fact it is giving a run for money uh, for many of its neighbors even including india where their gdp growth has outpaced india in the past 4 or 5 years that's the success story of bangladesh in the 50 years since they were declared independent country but all that actually started from march of course when the genocide happened or the crackdown from east pakistani army happened and in by june it was clear that the army had to indian military had to go and intervene in east pakistan to give bengalis the help they needed to earn their freedom from the rulers in west pakistan that's all i have as i said but do keep subscribing to our youtube channel and of course our social media handles are there for you to follow and get notification whenever you need to actually watch our programs until the next time it's good bye